This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hello and welcome to Saber, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about lemonade. Yeah, and it's a real fun one. This one's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, as I told you, Annie, am perhaps most excited historically about the plague um, yeah. part of lemonade. That was how Lauren pitched it to me. <laughs> And I definitely had some questions. I had some follow-up questions. Uh-huh. Uh, but it turns out you're right. And it turns out, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's a pretty good section of the history in the Lemonade episode. <laughs> but I was a little dubious. Sure. First. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I was thinking about this one because, you know, it's uh, it's officially summertime here in the Northern Hemisphere. And so I was like, what's nice and summery? And lemonade came to mind. I, I heckin' love lemonade so much. It's so good. Or like when it's good, it's good. When it's not, yeah. it's so cool. That's how I feel. I feel like I like a good, I don't like the overly sweetened lemonade. Yeah. But if you get like a good tart lemonade, oh, yeah, yes. And I usually put a uh, lemon in my water, which isn't technically lemonade, but I do no. like that kind of tart, hydrated. It's very hydrating, refreshing. It, I, I I crave I crave lemon water. 
Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. Oh, oh. Um, I'm actually drinking lemon water right now. Oh, of uh, this. oh. I yeah. I can't when I'm recording because like the the acid content kind of throws uh, off my my vocals. Um, oh, but, interesting. Uh, but I do have some like I have some like ginger lemonade like kombucha mm. waiting for me. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm real excited. <laughs> I have noticed. I don't normally drink lemon water when we're recording, but I have noticed it's made my stomach. It's not like I'm hungry, but it's my stomach is making more sounds than normal. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's well. an interesting observation. Uh. And also, I have several interesting observations about lemonade. <laughs> Number one, um, there is a kid, I would guesstimate he's around 10 years old, on my street who sells lemonade. Okay. Um, kind of a new age lemonade stand. And uh, every time, almost every time I have somebody over, they come up and they kind of begrudgingly have <laughs> this cup of lemonade. <laughs> So he must be very persuasive. Oh, good for good for him. Yeah, I know, right? And he accepts Venmo, so he's <laughs> you know <laughs> technologically on the that's, cutting edge of lemonade stands. That's how he'd get me too, because I'd be like, "Oh man, I'm sorry, I don't carry cash," and he'd be like, "I take Venmo," and I'd be like, yep. "Well, and then you win, you win this round, <laughs> child." <laughs> yes, <laughs> blast. Um, yeah, and. I think almost all of my friends, they all enjoy it, but they all kind of get it because I feel like he guilts them into it and they have no excuse to get out. But one of my friends like looks forward to it and she's like, oh, I hope he's out there. Uh, so, it, you know, congrats, kid, if you're listening. You're doing well. You got some fans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. great. Yes. Uh, also, um, I mean, shout out to forever ago when we used to do videos uh but we went to a local establishment old fourth distillery mm-hmm. and uh we did an episode on gin a video episode uh and they make something called lawn dart which is essentially kind of a spiked lemonade it's really good it's got like a really good ginger bite yeah it's like it. a it's like a um like a lemon vodka mm-hmm. kind of situation yeah but my friends absolutely love it. And every oh. time Ooh. they come to visit me, they're like, can you get some lemon dart? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yes. And, and we mix it like half and half with lemonade. Uh, but they, I swear, every time they're like, where can you get some lawn dart? Please Aww. get some lawn dart. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's real tasty. Yeah. Old, old fourth does a, does a good job. They do. They do. It is really good. It's really good for summer. Mm. Uh, hmm. And then, of course, Beyonce, which we're going to talk about a little bit. But yep, yep, her album Lemonade. Oh. So good. I was reading through the <laughs> lyrics. I, my my tab history today is really interesting. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I was reading through the lyrics and like getting a little fired up again. I'm like, all right, all right, time to revisit. Time to revisit Beyonce's Lemonade. I think definitely, especially because she's got a new album coming out. You know, can build up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could have sworn, Lauren, that we've done a lemon episode. Nope. But I guess we haven't. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I have been avoiding it these five years. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. All right. That's absolutely understandable. We have done lime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also done one on ice, which is important mm-hmm. to this episode, and mm-hmm. carbonated drinks. 
Yeah. Um, also, artificial flavors uh, fits in here. And uh, I guess like the gin and tonic and maybe the daiquiri, even though, yeah. yes, those are more lime based, uh, do kind of intersect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think some more will come to us. This one definitely is like a hydra where you cut off one rabbit hole and then <laughs> take its place. Not two, but three. <laughs> but uh, three. So, yeah. 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 I right. And there's some things like like we I don't I don't think we managed to mention Lemoncello in this outline, mm-hmm. but but that's clearly a whole other episode. So yes. Yes. All right. Take a breath. Uh, I guess yeah. this brings us to our question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lemonade. What is it? Well, uh, lemonade is a drink made of water flavored with lemon and sweetener, typically served chilled. It can be fizzy or flat, uh, cloudy or clarified, yellowish or clear or pink, uh, squeezed fresh or mixed up from a powder, served chilled or iced or frozen as a slushy. It's tart and sweet uh, in, a, in a balance, you know, however you prefer it, um, and can have all of these lovely notes of other like fruits and florals. Um, it's like it's it's like you're it's like when you're on a beach on a bright day and you've just gotten out of the water and a breeze hits you just right and you get goosebumps for just a second like even though the sun is hot huh it's mm. invigorating yes oh my gosh yes <laughs> oh, i love it um mm-hmm. uh hypothetically the easiest way to create lemonade is to juice a lemon dissolve some sugar or another sweetener in the lemon juice, and then add some water. Um, But, y'all, this is the incredible future. We don't need lemons to make lemonade. Uh, If you've you've ever wondered at how, like, soda fountain brands like Minute Maid Lemonade can be labeled as 0% juice and still taste more or less like lemon, uh, it's thanks to flavor compounds like citric acid and citrol. These compounds can be produced in a lab, um, either naturally by extracting them from plants that grow them or from microbes that have been engineered to grow them, or artificially by deriving or creating them out of more other compounds. Uh, On a massive scale, this can be a lot cheaper than like growing and juicing lemons, which is why massive companies do it. Um, Mm -hmm. But at any rate, uh, once you've got your basic lemonade, people around the world add all kinds of different things to it. Um, Fruit like strawberry or raspberry or pineapple, um, herbs like mint or rosemary, uh, florals like rose water or orange blossom water, uh, spices or blends like like ginger or chaat masala, uh, alcohol to make a cocktail or a malt beverage like Mike's Hard Lemonade, um, or other beverages like iced tea. Oh, wow. Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's a throwback. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> it counts as one of the like major lemonade producers. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> what about the nutrition? 
Um, <laughs> it, it depends on how it's made. Uh, fresh squeezed lemonade with minimal sweetener is, is pretty okay for you. I mean, you know, we should all be avoiding drinking too many of our calories every day. Uh, but but treat, treats are nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. And you get some vitamin C in there. Prevent scurvy. So good. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, well, we do have some numbers for you. Oh, we do. Um, according to one industry analysis, or I, I read a couple industry analyses uh, that estimated the global direct-to-consumer lemonade market being worth around like twelve to thirteen billion dollars as of twenty twenty, um, and growing. Um, and according to one report, fifty six percent of that was non-alcoholic. Um, lemonade, which doesn't mean that 44% was alcoholic um, because powdered mix and other were in there too. Not sure what other means. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, w- without paying like like $3,000, I couldn't uh, see the rest of the breakdown. So I'm not sure what the other numbers were. Um, at any rate, uh, North America was the biggest consumer overall, like 44% of the global market of direct consumer lemonade. But Europe was the biggest consumer of alcoholic lemonades with 42% of that segment going to Europe. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what we do have a lot of for you is history. We do indeed. But before we get into that, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, yes, Lemon, different episode. Uh-huh. 
apparently we've been putting it off for a long time, but yep. It will happen. <laughs> it, it will. It's just, it's very confusing. Like, like it botan- is. botanically speaking, and like, there's nothing to really be done about it. <laughs> there's nothing to be done about it. And that's part of the issue um, because there is historically a lot of confusion around lemons and mislabeling them, uh, especially like other various citrus fruits getting thrown into the mix. Uh, so, yeah, tracing the history of lemon from my brief dalliance for this episode, I was like, uh-oh, that is going to be trouble. That's going to be trouble. Yeah. Um, but the literature suggests that lemons were not known in pre-Islamic times. And the first known clear mention of the lemon tree was in a 10th century Arabic farming book. Uh, two centuries later, the personal physician to Muslim leader Saladin Ibn Jami penned a treatise on lemons. It was kind of like a like a medical cookbook, which was a pretty popular thing around that time. Um, I've seen the title translated from the Arabic as On Lemon, It's Drinking and Use. Um, huh. He wrote that lemon drinks uh, quench one's thirst and revive one's strength and recommended uh, lemon drinks, uh, le- lemonade basically, as a digestive aid and uh, helping ease throat inflammation. It does feel very like... In, in Bioshock or whatever, where you're like, oh, my health is flagging. Lemonade, <laughs> you drink it. And it goes up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after that uh, mention, lemons were mentioned more and more frequently in the Mediterranean. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So for lemonade itself, the first known written reference to it comes out of medieval Egypt, though it very well may have been invented earlier and in multiple places. I mean, just like you said, Lauren. Yeah. It depends how we define lemonade. Mm-hmm. Um, lemons were first recorded in Egypt in the early 1000s CE. And by about 1104, lemon juice had become fairly common there. The Jewish community residing in Cairo produced bottles of lemon juice sweetened with a good amount of sugar that were enjoyed by the locals, but also exported up until the 13th century. Skipping ahead a couple of centuries and hopping over to Europe, a form of lemonade made with sparkling water and lemon juice sweetened with honey sold from tanks that vendors secured to their backs became very popular in France in 1630. A similar drink was popular in Italy around that same time. And prior to that, lemon trees had been cultivated in Asia and Europe. But before the 1600s, lemons were just too expensive for most people in these regions. And eating raw lemons was viewed as bad for your health. Uh, An increase in trading, breeding, and domestication made lemons far more common. Lemonades began showing up in medical recommendations in uh, Great Britain. In the 15 and 1600s, mixed with other ingredients that were considered nourishing, uh, like barley or eggs or sherry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And simultaneous to all of this uh, throughout the 1600s, um, sugar was becoming much more affordable throughout Europe due to um, the enslaved production of sugarcane. Yes. And while lemonade made with now more affordable lemons did spread across Europe, it was beloved in Paris specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In 1651, Chef Francois-Pierre Lavarenne included a recipe for simple lemonade, lemon juice, water, and sugar in the foundational work Le Cuisinier Francois. 
1676, vendors came together to form a union called Compagnie de Limonadiers. Limonadiers. There we go. I think that's right. Oh, uh, I'm trying my best. <laughs> oh, I, it's better than I could have done. I'll go with it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, their fizzy lemonade served out of tanks on their backs was basically the first marketed soft drink. Uh, and recipes at the time included everything from uh, rose water and jasmine and orange blossom to cinnamon, musk, and ambergris. Yes. And this brings us to our Black <laughs> Death <laughs> Plague segment of the episode. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Because Parisians and their love of lemonade at this time might have actually provided some protection against the plague. Ah, so You cool. know? You were right, Lauren. I had my <laughs> doubts, but you were right. All right. So here's what happened. Uh, the plague, also known as Black Death, made an unfortunate comeback in France in the 17th century, causing about one million deaths. But despite having just as many rats that carried plague-bearing fleas, if not more, than the rest of the country, people living in Paris seem to escape, for the most part, unscathed. Why is that? Well, one theory is that they absolutely were ride or die for lemonade. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and this meant lemon peels all over the place in Paris, in the gutters, in the garbage, in the River Seine, wherever there were rats there were lemon peels. And lemon peels contain a naturally occurring ingredient that kills off fleas, both the larvae and adults, called lemonine. So when the rats snacked on the lemon peels, they unknowingly, unwittingly, were killing fleas and stopped the cycle of infection. <laughs> Lemonade! Lemonade! Yeah. You were right, Lauren. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, but that's that's the end of our Black Plague aside yeah, for the yeah. episode. It's you know, yeah, which is which is great. I mean, yes. it's good that there's not more about the Black Plague in this <laughs> lemonade episode. In this lemonade episode, yes, you are correct. All right, <laughs> a couple of lemonade adjacent innovations followed soon after all of this. Uh, Joseph Priestley's invention of a device to create carbonated water something Johann Schwepp expanded on in the 1780s when he invented a new method of carbonation that allowed for more efficient mass production. And a couple of decades later, in the 1830s, European lemonade stands experienced further growth with Schwepp's fizzy lemonade. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1861, Isabella Beaton included a lemonade recipe in her work, The Book of Household Management, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. As European colonists arrived in North America, so too did lemonade. Uh, and it was commonplace-ish commonplace -ish by the 18th century. Mm -hmm. um, and skipping ahead into the 19th century, uh, by the 1840s, lemonade was a popular drink at United States 4th of July celebrations. Right. Uh, and it was touted as an excellent substitute for alcohol during the temperance movement in this country. Companies and politicians got in on this whole thing, too. Around this time, Sunkist debuted the slogan, Goodbye to liquor, here's to lemonade. Um, and in order to secure the votes of the prohibitionist, President Rutherford B. Hayes banned alcohol at state dinners and functions from 1877 to 1881. People who opposed this ban targeted his wife, Lucy Webb Hayes, calling her Lemonade Lucy. 
Also around this time, a nurse and founder of the American Red Cross, Clara Barton, wrote, A word should perhaps be said as to the unwholesomeness of the extremely cold water, tea, lemonade, and other liquids, which are so extensively used throughout the United States. These cold drinks reduce the temperature of the stomach, thereby checking digestion, and for this reason should be avoided during or immediately after meals. You know, I actually have heard that before. It's like kind of a probably no science behind it, but someone has told me this before. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I that's that's so in, I I never even doing our our ice episode, I hadn't I don't feel like we talked about any like medical opinions about like oh man, this new ice water trend is really wrecking your digestion. Um mm-hmm. but huh. Yeah. Well, well, indeed. And speaking of, well, uh, this <laughs> just about brings us to pink lemonade. And wow, most of the information I found was chomping at the bit to talk about pink lemonade. <laughs> okay. Yeah, which, I mean, here we are. Uh, we mm-hmm. can't separate ourselves out either. Um, so most of the stories people like to tell have to do with circus, the circus, and ice. Um, and this is very, very kind of in the the realm of legend. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 More on more on that as as we go forward through the story. Uh, during the 19th century, both the circus and ice were gaining a lot of momentum. The first known mention of pink lemonade in the context of the circus occurred in 1879 uh, from West Virginia's Wheeling Register. Uh, there are just so many stories about how pink lemonade happened and what it has to do with the circus, but historians have determined two to be the most likely. One is from 1912 and is a story we've heard many variations of on this show, wherein a vendor accidentally spilled something, in this case, red dyed cinnamon candies into lemonade, uh, dyeing it pink. So, you know, accidental vendor, mm-hmm. uh, but went ahead and sold it anyway. The other one is not as wholesome. It comes from 1857 and details a frantic concession worker with a long line of customers who really wanted lemonade. The worker was out of water. So in his desperate search, he grabbed a tub of dirty wash water. Uh, And only moments earlier, a performer had taken off her dirty pink tights, washed and wrung them out in that tub. So it was pink, dirty water. Yeah. Uh, the concession worker used it nonetheless to make a special <laughs> strawberry lemonade, uh, and the customers loved it. Sales doubled, and pink lemonade became a must at the circus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, holes in that story. Yeah. Uh, E.E. Kellogg's work, Science in the Kitchen, featured a recipe for pink lemonade, though the pink uh, was accomplished with, quote, a half a cup of fresh or canned strawberry, red raspberry, currant, or cranberry juice. And that took place in 1892. So, Yeah, so pink lemonade was already a thing at the time. Um, Those circus stories are like, if you couldn't tell from just listening to them, like (laughs) 99% surely apocryphal. Um, Because, right, other other recipes from around the time suggested additions like like those or like a watermelon or cherries, like any number of stuff that isn't like dirty tights water (laughs) that would that would make your lemonade pink. (laughs) But people love to tell that they story. They love do. That story. <laughs> All right. All right. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was around this time, the uh, the mid to late 1800s, that also um, newfangled compounds like uh, tartaric acid and citric acid were hitting the market, and vendors began using these to flavor their drinks instead of lemon juice. Um, Jerry Thomas wrote recipes in his 1862 bartending guide, How to Mix Drinks, that included those products, um, plus lemon oil uh, for bottled or powdered instant lemonade, and uh, home cookbooks included similar recipes as well. And then in 1909, Menswear, a retailer's newspaper, uh, came with this quote, In business, turn obstacles into conveniences. When handed a lemon, make lemonade of it. Hmm. Uh, then a couple of years later, the Chicago School of Sanitary Instruction recommended, if anyone hands you a lemon, make lemonade of it. It is both healthful and pleasant to take. <laughs> However, actor, director, and humorist Marshall Pickney is often credited with popularizing the phrase, obviously we're talking about, you know, when life gives you lemon, make lemonade, mm -hmm. uh, in his 1915 obituary composed by writer Albert Hubbard, Quote, he picked up the lemons that fate had sent him and started a lemonade stand. Yeah. So so those are kind of the origins of, yeah, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to put in that uh, uh, much later in 2011, um, Portal 2, the video game, um, riffed on this because at one point you run across this audio recording from Cave Johnson, who's a sort of like dystopia universe Elon Musk which is really saying something. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he's he's voiced in the game by the um, indomitable J.K. Simmons. And he says, uh, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What the hell am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life rue the day it thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. I'm going to get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns your house down. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't want lemons burning my house down. I'd be terrifying. <laughs> um, well. Anyway. <laughs> and yes, anyway, of course... Lemonade is the sixth studio album by Beyonce that debuted in 2016, which featured this theme of when life gives you lemon, make lemonade, uh, and also features the line directly. Uh, and yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Mm -hmm. <sighs> um, instant lemonade. Uh, in the first couple decades of the 1900s, patents started popping up for the creation of like a lemon juice and lemon peel infused sugar that could be ground to a fine powder and sold as an instant mix. Um, and then I believe the first fr frozen lemonade was um, from Sunkist, uh, and that debuted in the 1950s. Yes. And now we have to talk about the lemonade stand. Sure. <laughs> sure. Clearly. Obviously. One of the first references to the lemonade stand in the U.S. was reported on in the New York Times in 1879, and it was a story about a Wisconsin shopkeeper who sold lemonade outside of his store. Uh, soon after, several of these stands were erected in New York City. And it's kind of interesting to read the story because it was like people read this and it was supposed to be like, oh, look at this cute shopkeeper and what he does. And then people in New York were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Uh, a nickel got you a cup of lemonade, which was 10 cents cheaper than if you had to go inside an establishment to get lemonade. However, as there was no regulation, several unscrupulous vendors mixed dirty water, molasses, and vinegar, um, served this concoction out of unclean vessels, largely to arriving immigrants. Many early references of lemonade stands are run by women, uh, including a woman who allegedly tore off the coattails of a man who insulted her at her stand. Uh-huh. I stand by you, woman. Uh-huh. Uh, some people use lemonade stands to help pay their way through college at this time. And Edward Bach, a Dutch immigrant, uh, got his curiosity up when he realized that a lot of passing horse carriages near him would stop at a cigar shop in order for the horses to rest. And the men would go inside the cigar shop to get a drink, but the women and children were not allowed in and had to wait outside with the horse to be clear. The horse was not going into the cigar shop. Oh, uh, okay. Good. Thank yes. you. Yes. I just important, to clarify. Important note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Bach started offering clean and actually clean ice water to people at the stop for one penny a jar. And he was successful, but others took note, and they copied him, so he upped his game, adding sugar and lemon to the water. His story was reported on, he worked as an editor for Ladies Home Journal, and his autobiography won a Pulitzer Prize. Uh, And it really solidified the whole children running lemonade stands idea, especially as a tool to teach children about capitalism, how to run a business, how to make money, all of those kinds of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, lemonade stands can be hit with substantial fines if they don't comply to health and safety standards. There was a 1941 case of a child spreading polio at her lemonade stand after she didn't rinse the glasses. And this has kind of become an interesting, I say, with heavy sigh, uh, political flashpoint. Uh, but mm-hmm. You can look into that more if you would like to. In 1979, Apple II computers offered a simulation game called Lemonade Stand where players adjusted factors such as price to try to increase their success. And you can still play it. Uh, It Uh also led to the 2002 game Lemonade Tycoon. I feel like I've played a Lemonade Stand simulator at some point. I think I have too. And I think it was very heavy handed in like teaching you how to succeed in yeah. business or something. Oh, or or maybe maybe I'm thinking about like a like a like a roller coaster tycoon version oh, yeah. from the late 90s that had a lemonade element but wasn't necessarily all about lemonade. <laughs> maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, could be any number of things. It really could. <laughs> It really could. Uh, At the 1960 U.S. Open, golfer Arnold Palmer allegedly ordered lemonade mixed with sweet tea, and the drink was named after him. Yeah. Um, We've talked about that somewhere before. Uh, yes. Yes. That's the end. (laughs) We can't tell you where or why, but we have. Oh, goodness. Um, and, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of random brand note, uh, country time. Debuted uh, the brand in uh, in 1975 from General Foods, a powdered lemonade mix brand. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I love about lemonade is people have their brand preferences. Oh, sure. Or just like their fast food preferences. Where they get their lemonade is important to a lot of my friends. <laughs> it It is. No, I mean, and I think that, 
I, I imagine it has to be everywhere, but I feel like I've run into more impassioned uh, takes on it here in Atlanta than I have elsewhere in the country. Yeah. Like a Southerner has an opinion about a lemonade. Yes. They will tell you where to go get it. They, I know some of my friends, uh, they have like special ways of ordering it at restaurants, <laughs> like half and half or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a thing. It's a whole thing. I mean, similar to like, right, like if I'm going to order iced tea in a restaurant mm-hmm. and I can't pour it myself, I'm I'm like, okay, can it be like about half and half sweet and unsweet? Mm-hmm. But if I pour it myself, it's like, it's like three quarters to 87% unsweet. <laughs> uh-huh. And then just yeah. fill the rest with sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It is It's important. a difficult balance. It's a difficult balance. <laughs> You've got to find it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And, like, man, Chick-fil-A is so evil. Um, but their lemonade is very good. I don't recommend <laughs> giving the money for it. Like, just make your own lemonade at that point. But before I realized the depths of their evil, I was like, well, if you're having a party and you need lemonade, just go get a jug from them. <laughs> yeah. And I do love, like, um, recently at a uh, D&D session, our friend and coworker Ben Bolin, was like, I just have to get some lemonade. And yeah. I have a lemonade craving. And he was like, we have to go here to get this type of lemonade. And we're going to yeah. like do it this way. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm so on board with all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he gets some uh, he gets some heavy lemonade cravings, which I understand. Yeah. They're serious. When they hit, they hit hard. They do. Hard. Uh, and I... I would love listeners from all over if you could write in about your lemonade preferences. What's the lemonade situation where you're from? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Oh goodness, I we love a strong preference here, and we, we would do. love to hear yours. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess this is what we have to say about lemonade today. It is, uh, and we have some listener mail for you. But first, we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release. 
presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with listener. Listener. Like a summer breeze. Yeah. I have no idea what you just sounded like because you were doing it softly enough that, that oh, yeah. as soon as I as soon as I opened my mouth, your audio cut out. So all I had to go on was your hand gestures. So, so listeners. <laughs> It's a surprise to us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> it's so it's always uh, fun here. Uh, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Cool. Yes. Uh, Carly wrote, First off, I wanted to tell you how much I love your show and have been listening since its inception. Oh, Aww. thank you. I love the knowledge bombs you drop and the nerdy humor. <laughs> My dad had told me this story before, but your string cheese episode really brought it home. My father was a college student in the 70s and worked at a local bar in Wisconsin. He said he remembers very clearly the first string cheese he ever saw was at that bar, where they sold it as a snack. In fact, they sold so many that in less than a week, the inventory was gone and the owner ordered more. Very proud that this new item was such a hit and that he will make such a profit from it. Except it was really my dad and his coworkers eating all the string cheese and not paying for it. <laughs> Typical college kid. <laughs> also, Lauren, your description of a date was 100% on par. <laughs> Finally, Annie, you mentioned you wanted to do an episode on video games about foods, and it immediately made me think of my friend who grew up in Jordan. One day he came up to me and shouted, Pepsi Pep, Pepsi Man. He then showed me a video game he grew up with from Pepsi. Uh, I think you were a skateboarding Pepsi man gathering Pepsi cans, but I was unimpressed and did not pay very close attention. <laughs> Lately, have been obsessed with kefir and would love if you did an episode on milk kefir. Mm, mm, yes. Mm -hmm. Add it to our list for sure. Pepsi man I have heard of. It is a thing. Okay. I also believe it is a, it's a Pepsi man going around and getting like points from Pepsi cans. I can't remember if skateboarding was involved, but it probably was because it was in the 90s. Yeah, that's what, right. <laughs> checks out. It checks out. Yeah. Um, and also, yes, string cheese is a good bar snack, especially when fried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We just went to a place. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. I was like, oh, yeah, I could be eating deep fried string cheese right now. Oh, isn't that the life? <laughs> that is. Mm -hmm. Really is. Yes. Oh, um, Sheldon wrote, uh, I'm a bit of a brewer. I listened with interest to your non-alcohol beer show. There is some newer stuff on low or no alcohol beers, but first, some geeky stuff necessary for background information. 
carbohydrates are chains of molecules of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. Long chains of these are starches, uh, shorter ones are dextrins, and even shorter are sugars. Uh, malted grain, usually barley, is mostly starch. Uh, the malt also contains enzymes. During the mashing process, enzymes break apart the long chains, the starches, into dextrins and sugars. Uh, sugars are usually fermentable. Uh, the yeast will eat them to poop out alcohol. Uh, dextrins are usually not fermentable, although the bugs producing sour beers can ferment them. Uh, sugars can be simple or complex. Glucose and fructose are very simple sugars. Maltose is a bit more complex. And maltotriose? Maltotriose is still more complex. Um, also, the more simple sugars taste sweeter, while the more complex are less sweet. Uh, in spite of the taste of sweetness, they all have the same calories. In general, uh, mashing at a lower temperature produces more simple sugars, and mashing at a higher temperature uh, favors production of more complex sugars and dextrins. Um, thus, a brewer has a bit of control over which sugars are in the wort. Now, to the low alcohol part. Traditional yeasts are able to eat or ferment glucose, fructose, sucrose, and maltose. Many will also handle maltotriose or triose. Um, can you see what's happening here? Uh, given that a wort has some of all of these sugars, a yeast that cannot consume maltotriose, I'm just saying it both ways now, um, will produce a lower alcohol beer since it can't consume all the sugars and it'll poop less. Latest work is uh, breeding yeast that are unable to consume maltose either. That's another level of sugar that will be left, uh, leaving even less alcohol. Uh, with a combination of managing the mash temperature higher uh, to produce more complex sugars and using these new yeasts, it's easy to get a beer down to 1 to 1.5% alcohol, yet will still have the full body and taste of a beer. And with an alcohol level that low, less destructive work needs to be done to get it to the legal 0.5%. Expect to see a lot here in the coming years as this new technique emerges. Oh, uh, one last thing. The word wart oh, is pronounced wart? Heck. <laughs> uh, straight, strange, you say? How do you pronounce the word work? Oh, oh, I get you. Sheldon Wart. always Wart. comes in with the pronunciation Wart. tips. <laughs> oh, man. So sorry about Malto, whatever the heck that is. <laughs> I, uh, I, I had this moment where I was like, I could stop and look this up. And then I was like, does it really matter? Surely it won't be another nine times throughout this listener mail. <sighs> mm -hmm. So I, I usually, I'm the one who picks out the listener mail. Yeah. And sometimes I, I don't mean to, but I throw Lauren under the bus because I'm just like... Here are the pronunciation oh. heavy ones. <laughs> oh, it. it's no, you you take you take a lot of those too. And this one was like the sciencier one, so like I, I I get it, I get it. Um, it's it's totally it's I I also don't mind like being sounding a little bit silly on mic. I'm like, no, I don't know how to pronounce. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's just okay. It is. Um. Uh, I, I, I do, I do feel very silly for not looking it up now. Um, but thank you. Oh my goodness. This is so cool. I, I had read like a little bit about the yeast stuff, but, um, but this explains so much more of it. Um, and that's really fascinating. I'm, I'm super into all of this. Yeah. I love this very science chemistry approach to, to brewing. Cause I feel like a lot of people, we just are like, oh, this tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> all of the science that went behind it. It's so cool. 
Yeah. Oh, always, always. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks to both of those listeners for writing. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.